Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is the Creative Collaboration Show. Chuck Anderson here, and I have for you another amazing guest. And as you know, it's our mission here to help you to grow and scale your business and make that big impact in the world that you always knew that you could make and that your business could make. And, you know, you might be just one good collaboration or partnership away from that big break, that big scaling moment that you're looking for in your business. And today is someone that I have had the pleasure of getting to know over the last few months. Uh, we're working together on multiple fronts. Uh, so I have with me Yvonne McCoy, who uh, women's business strategist, but really, uh, I think, uh, really smart men as well. And um, and so anything to do with business strategy, especially if you felt like you don't have a strategy or you could use a new strategy because what you're doing isn't working or maybe even just feels like you're spinning your wheels a little bit. Well, we'll let Yvonne talk a little bit more about that as we dive into this episode. So Yvonne, welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks, Chuck. Thanks so much. You know, And one of the reasons that I think strategy is so important is I always tell people, it doesn't matter how fast you're going if you're going in the wrong direction. And so I think that has so much, I mean, that's a lesson I think that I've learned over the years is that, you know, unfortunately, as entrepreneurs, we tend to really be attracted to the bright, shiny object. And so we're always like, when something doesn't work, we don't say, why does this not work? We go, oh, I'll try something different. And I think, you know, if you don't know where you're headed, it doesn't matter how many different things you try because you don't, you're not headed in, in one unified direction. And, um, and, I think, unfortunately, I mean, my background, so much of my life, I think, was based in the expectations that my family and society had for me. And I think everybody has those limiting beliefs. And, you know, Buckminster Fuller says, we're all born geniuses, and then it's educated out of us, which I think is is absolutely true. And I made so many decisions in my life based on the idea that I was good at math. I mean, when I got my MBA, you know, I majored in finance and accounting, which I absolutely hated because I was good at math, but I really wanted to do marketing. I mean, I'm probably, you know, at that time, I was one of the few people who really liked to watch commercials, you know, and, you know, here I am years later, actually being more involved in the marketing and much less involved in, in the accounting, oh, absolutely not involved in the accounting. Um, so, you know, I think it's really important to know where you're going. And, and that's probably the biggest lesson, you know, I mean, it can evolve as you go along, but being true to yourself and what you're really good at. Yeah, it's so true. And, and many of us live day to day, you know, what do I need to do today? What didn't I get done yesterday? And it can sometimes feel challenging to look beyond today or even tomorrow or next week, uh, let alone the next year or three years. Some people have 25 year visions of, of their life and their business. And uh, and I know you come from the corporate world where they probably did a lot of that that vision work uh, as well. And so what's you know, what's um, your like, what's your journey on that? And so what's your what's your kind of approach to to strategy with with yourself, with your clients, you know, overall 
I think, you know, one of the things that I say to all my clients is you have a heart business and you have your head business. Your heart business is the one that you really want to do, which is probably tied more to your vision and your, you know, your long kind of thing. And your head business is the thing that you could do with your eyes closed. And the, and the goal is to find the overlap. I kind of think in Venn diagrams, right? So to find the overlap where, you know, you know, your heart business, usually you say, I would do this for nothing. But then that's not a business, that's a hobby. <laughs> and you can't live on nothing, right? And so what is it that you can do from your head business that will also either fund your heart business or, you know, combine the two. So for instance, I, I was just working with somebody who um, wanted to work with seniors to teach them computers. And, you know, as much as we looked around and thought of ideas, we couldn't find a way to make that a steady stream of, you know, income. But then we started looking at older people are staying, are getting into business, are becoming entrepreneurs. And so now she works with older people who older entrepreneurs and and has started working with coaches who have computer parts to their programs so that they can make it easier so it's she's like an extra little bonus that they get you know and she helps them to make videos so that people know how to use you know you can put those together in a way that is exciting right and get both get the best of both you know that you can make money at something that is your heart is also your heart and so that's been part of my journey, I think, is that I think all of us have a, a situation in our in our life journey where, it you know, you have the before this event and the after this event. Right. And I had a situation where I worked for 15 years in corporate and didn't get my contract renewed. And I was totally devastated. I mean, at the at, at the end, every May after the tax season, I would go to the shore for a little, you know, decompression. And this year, you know, a marketing person walked up to me and said, what do you do? And I burst out in tears and said, I don't do anything. <laughs> I mean, I was just like, you know, I was my job. I mean, that's how I was brought up. You got to have a job. Right. Um, and it was kind of at that point that I that, you know, it, it was it was like being hit by a two by four. But it was like, you know what? I got unemployment. I got some money coming in. I can actually do whatever I want to do for a while. And so I decided that I would volunteer at an adult literacy program because I couldn't read as a child and somebody took the time. And I always thought, oh, my God, here's an adult that's willing to say, I really need this help. And the 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 bad side of it was I was really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> the people that I had in my class, I mean, I could teach them math, I could teach them, you know, uh, decision making and critical this and that, but I could not teach them to read. But from there, I got into workforce, into their their literacy workforce, where I went into companies and did training. And, you know, there were grants to help raise the reading level. And one company that I absolutely loved the project that I did, I, I still call it my wow project. They ended up saving a half a million dollars and they basically got the people to start thinking about the process. And what I learned is I'm really good at process. I'm really good at seeing systems and patterns. And so from that adventure, I ended up doing coaching. I bought a book 
I bought a book that said 22 strategies that life strategies you should know. And I was like, the people in my class could really use this. And then I started reading it. And it was like, oh my God, I need this. Oh my God, I need this. And it was by Thomas Leonard, the father of coaching. Mm. Um, and then I went on, I went to coaching school and, you know, here I am. And it, and, and it has evolved. I mean, I, you know, um, the things that I taught, but what I find is everything is useful if you stay curious. And that probably is the biggest before and after in the last year and a half is the idea of don't be judgmental. You know, I used to be a very type A person and very fix it. And I, and I still slip into my type A, but being able to ask people questions and say, have you thought about this? What about this? Why now? What is the purpose, right? So that they, it gets their creative things. And you find people do not know what their gift is. And their gift is so amazing. I mean, you know, and it's really hard to know what your own gift is. I, I said something to somebody, I think I said something to you the other day. And I was like, how could he have not thought of this? <laughs> <You know? laughs> but, but it, you know, it's just a very, you know, when we were talking about you know, packaging some of the VA hours to do really just support this particular thing. And I've said to other people, things that were just throwaway things in my mind that were really big aha stuff. So, you know, if I, if I were going to talk to somebody, I would say, first of all, being an entrepreneur is not for the weak of heart. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> Because it's not, it it just is, you know, you're shooting at a, a moving target is what's happening. And if you can't, I mean, that's why I came up with my system. I, you know, I don't know if I told you, but, you know, in March of 2020, I was in the hospital for five days, not for COVID, but for something else. And when I came out, we were in COVID shutdown. And I had lost all my clients because I was, I had a lot of nonprofit clients at that point. And I suddenly was scrambling. I mean, I was really scrambling, like, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And, you know, I went and looked at the mounds of stuff that I had collected over the years um, that I had been practicing on and not implementing, right? And said, what are the, what things in here are going to help me to get some clients right away? And that's how I came up with my VIP profit roadmap. I mean, I didn't name it that, but that's what it ended up being. And you know, the first part of it was what we talked about was having a vision, having a purpose, knowing where you're going, right? And in in my in my mini course, it's called debt reckoning, which is a sailing term. But that's how I lost 150 pounds. I mean, my doctors were saying to me, "You're killing yourself," because I was over 400 pounds, and you know, I knew I knew the formula for losing weight, you know, you eat less than you, you know, you, you burn more than you eat and all that kind of stuff. But I did not have a big enough why. Apparently dying wasn't a big enough why, because we're all going to die anyway. Right. So, <laughs> so, but when my grand, when I, I realized that my first grandchild was coming along, I wanted to be really active with them. I didn't want to be the kind of grandmother my grandmother was, although I loved her to death. She, you know, she never left the kitchen. Um, and so that was my why. You know, when I got ready to eat something, I was like, is this going to let me play with my grandkids or is this going to keep me from playing with my grandkids? Do you know that 
And that was, that was the thing that changed everything. And that was, you know, so when I started getting clients, it was kind of like, what is my purpose? What am I trying to do? So one of my purposes was because I didn't want to feel salesy. I wanted people to feel better after they talked to me than before, whether they signed up to work with me or not, so that I could come from kind of like, I'm giving value to the world, you know? And that was part of my vision. And that's kind of how it started. And then it, we went into, you know, you can't do a transformation without understanding how change happens. And you have to be innovative to stay, to stay relevant. And from there, it went into how do I stand out from the crowd? I have a certain uniqueness. What's my profit uniqueness that attracts my ideal client to me? And so that's what the VIP stands for. It's it's your vision, your innovation during change, and your profit genius. And the thing that's interesting about it is, although it doesn't say it, the whole thing is not only are you a very important person, but you're actually the CEO of your business. And that's what I want you to see, that you don't have to make decisions based on somebody else, that you have a way to make decisions for yourself. So it probably drives my clients crazy when they go, what should I do? And I don't know. And I go, I don't know. What's the purpose of what you got to do? What are you trying to do? You know, and so, but they learn how to work through it so that, because that was the way I was, I was like, just tell me what to do, you know? And then when it didn't work, it was like, why would they tell me to do that? You know, and never take responsibility for it myself. Hmm. You know, <laughs> um, well, I love the, the, you know, being purpose driven. I love that, that answer to that question, by the way, because I, I have clients ask me all the time, what should I do? And in my style of coaching, especially with the mentoring, I always have an answer for it. I'm like, oh, you should do this and you should do that. But when we're really looking at it and we're really being purpose-driven, it's like you don't necessarily have their answer, but but what is their answer? And I, the other thing I love about that question is we should probably be all, all asking ourselves that with everything we do. Like, what mm -hmm. is the purpose of what I'm doing? Am I doing this out of habit? Am I doing this out of routine? And is it getting me closer to my goal or further away from my goal. That was the other thing you said, when you really mm -hmm. knew your purpose, is this getting me closer to the way I wanna be with my grandchildren or is this taking me further away from it? And that's a great check-in. And then what? am I doing the right things? And, and, and are the things that I'm doing or trying to do even in alignment with that? And, and kind of also learning the difference between um, strategy and tactics. You know, I mean, it's kind of it, it. It's it's interesting because you know we we talk about let's say building our email list. Well, you don't necessarily have to have a large email list to get traction, right? And so you know, I did a lot of you know people like do giveaways. So I did giveaways, right? And I got a lot of people in my email and they downloaded the freebie and then they unsubscribed or they never opened the email afterwards. So that was like, this is not, you know, this is, this is a tactic, but it's not working for the people that I want. You know, I found speaking on summits were much better. I mean, I got a much smaller add to my email list, but they were much more responsive. And so, you know, it's not enough to just say, I want a big email list. You know, you want an, 
a responsive email list, you know? And that's one of the benefits, I think, of having affiliates because when an affiliate sends somebody to you, they've given you the, 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 the star of approval, right? They've said, this is somebody I think is interesting that you might like, right? So they aren't necessarily as cold as uh you know as a, a a giveaway or someplace else right and if they see that person promote you more than once they you know you, you have to get the message at the time when you're ready so even you know part of my thing was i wouldn't i didn't post on social media because it's like oh my god how many things can i talk about and you know that kind of stuff and then i began to realize I repost stuff all the time now. I go back to for like two years ago and I look at what I posted and I go, oh, I haven't talked about that for a long time. I'll repost that, right? Because I have what I call the rule of three. Anything you do, you should be able to find three uses for it, right? Whether it's you repurpose it, whether you use it in a newsletter, whether you use it as a talking point, you put it in a video or whatever. And that way you stay consistent with what you're talking about kind of. And so, you know, now what I talk about all the time is my VIP, your vision, your innovation, and your profit uniqueness. But but now I'm starting to get traction because, you know, I can relax and I talk about, you know, those three things. And I talk about my dog, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and people always open pet pet posts, you know, but the thing is. People are not always ready to hear your message that day. Sometimes they have to hear it two or three times. And, and I have a group that I work with and I'll come back to that group and I'll go, I know you told me to do this. I know you've told me repeatedly that this is something I should look into, but I just heard it from so-and-so and it made so much sense. To me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't know why that is, but, 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 you know, so just being consistent and being visible so that people know that you're out there, you're not a flash in the pan, that you, you know, you're vulnerable. You share your mistakes. You're like, I'm like you, I make mistakes too, right? But this is how I reset because I can reset because I know what my vision is. I know where I'm going to. I know this is part of the innovation process. So, you know, one of my mantras is fail forward faster. <laughs> mm, that's a good one. You know? Yeah. So, Oh, and then extract the learning from that, right? Yes. What did I learn from this attempt that did not work that gets me closer to what I do want? And that's that's uh, Blair Singer. You mentioned Bucky Fuller earlier. One of my mentors, Blair Singer, was going through Bucky Fuller's stuff. So I got a lot of that. But that's one of the things that we took away is like, look, even though you tried something and it didn't work, there, there were things that you did achieve along the way. What were those things? Yes. And maybe, just maybe, that's really what you really were after all along. And that, that was a very interesting takeaway from that. I, I think, I used to think that success was you do something, you either succeed or you fail. Now I know that it's an experiment because everything is constantly changing. And so you do something, you fail, you evaluate, you keep going, you know, you extract, and then you, you know, you succeed. And, and 
for me, the analogy that I that I use is life is not a light switch. It's not binary choice. It's not off or on. It's a dimmer switch. At one end is the off, the other end is the on. And in between, there are a myriad of options. You know, you may not be able to do it 100% the way that you want to do it, but there's some place in, be in between that you can give yourself permission. You know, for instance, you may want to make a $5,000 ad buy, but you've got, you know, a $50 budget. Right. So you don't say, well, I'm, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to spend the 50 bucks. You say, where can I spend the 50 bucks that makes more sense? Do, instead of doing an ad buy, do I see if I can, you know, buy something else that's going to, you know, amplify what I'm doing? Or do I say, I'm going to save this until I can have more money and, and get into a summit? Right. Um, and so that's the kind of thing that that's how you want to be, you know, thinking and looking at patterns and stuff. I mean, one of the one of the big initial patterns for entrepreneur is that they're really good at what they do. And so when they need to move, grow past themselves, there's not that support or that infrastructure to do that. And they don't know how to bring that on. And so typically they've hired friends and family because they were available in the right price, but they're not the right person. And so then they're like upset because they can't get the kind of results they want with the people that they have. Right. And what they don't understand is it's not them. It's not those people. It's them. Right. So that's a pattern that if you know that that's there, you can go, okay, how can I avoid this? How can I really figure out what it is that I need to have done and look for the right person? Mm -hmm. You know, one of the takeaways, and I want to make sure that we, uh, you know, get everything in, in the time that we have, you know, one of the takeaways that I got from what you've been saying here is that, and that really stands out to me is knowing the difference between a strategy and a tactic. And, you know, that's one of the things that, you know, we complement each other very well. Everyone knows with my work with affiliate marketing and recruiting affiliates, that is very tactical. There's strategy that drives the reason why we do that, but it is a tactic. Whereas what you're talking about as well is strategy, like really, you know, what, what is your overall strategy and does it line with your purpose and, and your reason why? And, um, and that leads, kind of leads me to the theme of our show a little bit, which is collaboration, which is partnership. Uh, I know you and I have collaborated on some things. Uh, I just wanted to get you to weigh in on that a little bit, maybe um, as a strategy or a tactic, but you know, how has collaboration and partnership played a role in, in your business and maybe the role, uh, the businesses of your clients? The first thing I'm gonna say is many of the things that I was waiting until I was competent and confident because there's this thing called the confident, competent, confident loop. Um, I waited before I started to get into community and get into um, collaborations. What I would say to anybody out there is that is one of the first things you should do as you're starting. It will speed the growth of your business it will keep you from making mistakes. So you should, you know, 
if you're not networking, you should be networking. Even if you don't have a product to offer, you should get out there and just say, this is what, you know, this is what I'm thinking about doing. What do you know about this? What do you, can you tell me about this? So that you can start to hone in. You cannot, it is very difficult to grow your business alone. Believe me, I have tried. I have tried everything, right? And and the amount of growth that I've had with affiliates has been amazing. I mean, and we have just been working together since November. I mean, so we're talking like only two months. Um, and if I had done this back in March of 2020, <laughs> it would have been an amazing thing. So I think you want to kind of, you know, going with the idea of knowing what your vision is and your long-term planning, do those things now so that you're building the right things. I mean, it's the same thing with, I told people about videos is that when I started doing videos, they were horrible. I mean, they were kind of like, you know, prisoner, prisoner, <laughs> prisoner <laughs> videos, right? But the thing that I'm very glad about is because I was new and nobody really saw them, by the time I started getting traction, I was much better. So do the things that you're afraid of doing early in your in your business so that when you really start getting traction, you will be so much better as opposed to being really well known. And then you make a video and people go, how could they be really that good and, and be this bad you know, on a video? So community, collaboration, the relationships. Um, and, 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 and I thank you for that, Chuck, because now when I talk to people, I say to them, you know, I'm looking for long-term relationships. If that includes affiliate, you know, being affiliates for each other, great. If not, let's do a workshop. Let's let's do a LinkedIn, you know, live or something like that. But I want the long-term relationships um, because they serve you better than just a one-time sale, right? And so that's the thing that I would say to people is um, don't think that you have to wait till you're an expert before you try stuff try stuff when you first start. So when you make your mistakes, you know, it, not a lot of people see. <laughs> I mean, I did my, my first, um, I like I'm doing, I do a thing once a month. Um, I do two monthly things. One is just kind of a fun thing. It's called Yvonne's productivity and profit hour. And, um, the first two times I did it, nobody showed up and I was just there by myself. And then the next time, like one person showed up and, you know, we had a nice, con it was nice because it was very intimate. I mean, and then, you know, gradually more people came, but a lot of those people ended up being clients because I had a chance to have FaceTime with them and they didn't have to book a call. Right. And I'm, I'm doing one um, this coming week. And I was like, oh my God, I haven't advertised this. You know, what was I thinking? And I have 15 people that are signed up you know, just from networking, telling other people I know about and, you know, that are checking and stuff like that. So start before you think you're ready is what I would say. Yeah. And sometimes you just have to start with that one person and that grows to two, that grows to four, that grows to mm -hmm. eight. And, and you can do the math from there. It grows very, very quickly. And, you know, that's kind of how it goes with collaboration and affiliates and all of the things that you're doing. Um, and so I, speaking of collaborations, I think you're a great person to collaborate as, with as well. And one of my 
recommendations to people listening in here is that if you're if you're in need of a better strategy or maybe the strategy you're you have could be better maybe it isn't aligning with your purpose the way it could be uh connect with yvonne and yvonne you have a workshop that you do uh every month you want to tell everybody about that sure it's called the vip profit work um the vip profit roadmap simply work less absolutely earn more um and I, I I sometimes joke that that's kind of um, a false title because once you find out what you really like and that you can make money at it, sometimes you actually work more, <laughs> but you enjoy it more. Um, and so we go through the idea of um, how does the vision, the innovation and your profit uniqueness, and I do some exercises with you and um, things to, to help you to hone in on that and help you. I really want you to get some insights, but I also want you to leave with some actionable steps. So it's, I think it's time well spent. Well, I know that it's time well spent. I've heard from some of the people that have attended your thing and nothing but good things to say, say about you, Yvonne. So, and all of the collaborations and the generosity, even with our network has been uh, fantastic. So so thank you. And just for everyone listening in, if you're watching this on video, the link to sign up for Yvonne's VIP roadmap workshop is right beneath this video. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, just go into the player that you've got there. And in the show notes will be a link there as well. Go ahead and sign up and connect with Yvonne. Time with Yvonne is time well spent. And this has been time well spent, but we're out of time because we're uh, otherwise we could definitely, and you and I know this, we could, we could do this all day long. Absolutely. Uh, before we wrap up, I just want to ask you because, you know, part of our social experiment, I've been asking everybody this question and uh, about learning and books and so much of uh you know my great information great mentors have come from books and so i ask everybody where they're here what is your, either your favorite book or a must read book that you you think everybody uh should read next or at some point in their life well you know there are a lot of them but my favorite go-to is the seven habits of highly effective people mm -hmm. um I, and i I just love the kind of progression and growth progression that goes that he takes you through. Um, and, and I, and I don't know, it, it just, either I read it at the right time that it's just stuck with me, but I, it's, it's worth a read as far as I'm concerned. Probably once a year. All right. It's, it's so foundational just as a way to be a uh, way to approach problems, uh, a yeah. way to approach relationships Mm -hmm. uh, so many good takeaways. Uh, my favorite is think win-win. And uh, oh, that is something that uh, I, and, and my other favorite is begin with the end in mind. Oh, those are all, and those are all my philosophies too. So right? that's probably the reason we. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we love that, both love that book so much. Well, we're going to add that to our learning library and we'll put your name beside it because uh, you were the one to uh, recommend it. And uh, yeah, great, great recommendation. Well, Yvonne, this has been a great 30 minutes or so that we've spent together. Hopefully everybody has got a sense of who you are and how you can help. And if, by the way, if you have not registered for Yvonne's webinar yet, go ahead and do that immediately after we sign off here. And 
and uh, you know, let this time that we've had here mean something. I want you to take one takeaway that you heard us talk about here today. Maybe it's to revisit your purpose and your strategy or, or you know, is what I'm doing get, getting me closer to what I want or further away? Um, or maybe it's just to go and sign up for Yvonne's workshop because that's an action step that's easy to do and will help you, especially if the answer is, I don't know. <laughs> and if you don't know, then you can go to Yvonne's workshop and find out uh, and she will help you to draw out the answer that's right for you. Um, Yvonne, this has been a great time well spent. Uh, and uh, if you were to leave our listeners here with just one final piece of advice or words of wisdom, what would you say to them? Um, because it's the beginning of the year and we've all set goals. Um, and we've been talking about smarter goals, I would say smart goals, I would say make smarter goals. And the E is in my book is for ethical, but the R is for reward. So the celebrate as entrepreneurs, we tend to do something. And before we finish, we jump into something else. So reward and celebrate your pro not not completion, but your progress, because you're never finished. Not until you not until you're in the grave. There you go. Reward yourself for the progress. I think those are beautiful words to end the, this episode by. So uh, thank you, Yvonne. Thank you to our listeners. And remember, <laughs> you could be just one great collaboration or partnership away from that big growth curve that you're looking to achieve in your business. And in the meantime, uh, keep moving forward and we'll see you on the next one. Thank you, everybody. This episode is brought to you by the Collaborators Toolkit. If you're looking for better ways to grow and scale your business through collaborations and strategic partnerships, our free Collaborators Toolkit contains the best resources from our workshops, as well as contributions from our guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday business challenges and to access highly effective ideas that can grow your business exponentially. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and our gift to you for being a valued member of our community and a subscriber to our show. You can get free instant access to the Collaborators Toolkit today by visiting our website at www.collaboratorsunite.com forward slash toolkit. That address again is www.collaboratorsunite.com slash toolkit. Register today and I'll see you on the inside.